0: 70 years ago, 135,000 North Koreans swept across the 30th parallel. It was the start of the Korean War. 21 member nations of the United Nations committed themselves to support South Korea. This included more than 5.7 million Americans who served during the Korean War, and more than 36,000 of them ultimately killed in the conflict, while 7,600 still unaccounted for as of April 2020. So as... uh, a further commemoration of those who sacrificed uh, for the Korean War. We're very pleased and honored to welcome Paul Cunningham, president of the Korean War Veterans Association, joining us on the line. Hello.
1: Good evening. Nice to be with you.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, maybe we can start off with with your own uh, experience. I understand you came to Korea just three months after the war started. How old were you then, and uh, what was the circumstances like uh, for you to actually uh, come to Korea and, and uh, be involved in this?
1: Well, the uh, I was uh, 20 years old at the time, and uh, I enlisted in the Air Force, uh the summer after i graduated from high school and uh i selected a tech school that uh, was of the longest duration because i wanted to learn something stay in school and so forth mm. and that happened to be uh the radar repairman so uh i completed the uh radar repair tech school and uh came out of uh, uh, the tech school and then was assigned to an aircraft control and warning squadron. And uh, just about four months after I arrived there, uh, the Korean War broke out, and the next day we received orders uh, to go to Korea. And uh, the next day, on the 26th, President Truman uh, issued a uh, proclamation extending the enlistment of every person in uniform at that time by one year. So it didn't, uh, my three year enlistment became a four year enlistment. So um, uh, that was June. By September, I arrived in Korea, and uh, our first uh, duty station was there, right at a hill that just uh, is, Mm. as you come into Pusan Harbor, it's up to the right, and that was our first radar installation there. So uh, that's how I happened to get to Korea, and uh, as you can imagine, we knew li- very little about um, Korea and the Korean Peninsula at the time. We knew a little bit about Japan, but um, more than that, uh, we just you know, our eyes were focused on mm. Europe and the rebuilding Europe after the war, and um, there was little thought to the uh, to the Far East.
0: You had a uh, 17-month deployment. Uh, you, you mentioned Busan. You went to various other places in Korea, Osan, Incheon, what uh, Air Base. Uh, what, what, what is the most vivid memory uh, during your time here in Korea?
1: Well, I, one I share with uh, many other um, veterans of the war is the extreme cold winters we endured mm. in 50 and 51. Uh, and they are, I think, uppermost in um, everyone's mind, and of course, it gave rise to a, uh, a book entitled The Coldest Winter yeah. uh, uh, by David Halberstam, which is, gives a pretty good account of, of what took place there.
0: It is. uh, I mean, we we suffer from the uh, Korean winter right now here as well. I find it to be bitter, but obviously not near the the intense uh, experience that uh, you and your colleagues uh, went through. Uh, You went back to the States. You became a history teacher as you know very well. Um, History sometimes is contentious in the way it's taught. Do you feel that the the Korean War is adequately taught in the American educational system?
1: Uh, No. The um I don't know if uh, the name of Dr. John Woo Han has come to your attention. He is uh, doing oral histories on Korean veterans and has taped almost 1,500 by this time. And he works with teachers, U.S. teachers, to develop lesson plans to teach about the Korean War. Hmm. Uh, We had a um, a, uh, Tele-America program underway, and that amounted to the veterans going into schools and talking about the war. Now, this had its drawbacks because you you had to be invited, and it certainly had to uh, dovetail into some part of the curriculum um, if it was to to be valuable. So anyway, in preparation for a meeting with Dr. Hahn and a group of his teachers in Chicago uh, November a year ago, I did some research on that, mm. and I asked a, a former colleague if he could locate two world history texts currently in use, which he did. He provided me with two, and going through them, uh, it was most discouraging. Uh, one I saw, well, there were two pages, about three columns of type, a small postage si- size or thumbnail size map, and a cartoon. Right. And the second one was even less generous in its, its treatment of the Korean War. Nothing about the uh, antecedents, nothing about the aftermath. Uh, I, I don't know what students were supposed to get out of it. No. But it was disappointing to me as a history teacher to see that.
0: Well, on a brighter note, uh, can you tell us about the, the care package that uh, you uh, received from the South Korean government? Uh, this was sent to various uh, Korean War veterans. I understand it also includes uh, masks.
1: Yes, the um, 500,000 masks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that was um, it was quite a gift, and it was uh, greatly received. Um, the, the plane flew into Joint Base Andrews, that's just outside of Washington, D.C., and uh, I, I was asked to be there to uh, receive them. But, uh, you know, being 90 years old, although I enjoy very good health, I didn't think it prudent that I... Um, down there to join that but the secretary of the Veterans administration was there to receive them now KWVA Korean War veterans we do not have the the manpower we have an, a headquarters office of about two people and uh, we don't uh, we lack the funds to distribute the half million masks mm. so the uh, Veterans administration, very kindly agreed to take that over. We provided them with the names and mailing addresses of all of our chapters, and the VA figured out a formula, given the membership of each chapter, and they uh, sent them out to all of the chapters. And then it was up to the local chapters to distribute them to um, nursing homes and get them in the hands of not only their members, but uh, veterans in their areas who were in hospitalized or nursing homes or retirement communities. And that that went off quite well. I I got excellent reports on the distribution.
0: Well, uh, you have been, as I mentioned, serving as the president of the Korean War Veterans Association since uh, 2018. Can you just uh, uh, finally just tell us about your work and ultimately uh, what you would like to see uh, the Korean War remembered uh, from the future generations on down?
1: It's... uh, was a very enjoyable, rewarding two years that I spent, and uh, it involved me in many, many activities, but it uh, brought me into contact with um, members of the uh, ROC Embassy in Washington and um, working with them to conduct the various programs. The uh, uh, June 25th event marking the uh, start of the war and uh, our observance of the uh, date of the armistice and uh, our Veterans' Days, the embassy has um, been right, right there with us and uh, providing a lot of support to us, and for that we're very, very grateful. So, um, the um, uh, I think what uh, we derive, you know, most satisfaction from. Mm-hmm is that um, we've lived to see what the people of South Korea can become if, you know, left on their own, their own resources and uh, energies. And, you know, it, it's nothing short of remarkable.
0: Well, Mr. Cunningham, we thank you for your service, and uh, we also thank you for your recent efforts as president of the Korean War Veterans Association. Uh, Wish you the best of luck. Obviously, wish you a a long, long, healthy and prosperous life and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, sir.
1: Thank you very much. Look forward to that.